Everyone, White Sox Podcast. I am your host, Herb Lawrence. I'm coming to you live from the 670 The Score Studios. I just had to do this podcast. I got a guy on Twitter, a guy I met from the 108. His name is Pete Hand. You know him, you love him. I think it's Aloha, Mr. Hand is his uh, Twitter handle. He asked me, hey, Herb, when's the next Locked On White Sox podcast coming out? I was planning on doing this one earlier, but since I had a special guest for Wednesday afternoon, I was going to hold off because I have a couple guests this week before I go on vacation for a little bit. I was just compelled watching this Monday night football game and then all the things that happened in the hot stove today, all the qualifying offers that went out, all the people who said, you know what, I want to be a free agent, and all the guys like J.D. Martinez that said, no, I want to keep the money that I have already signed for the Boston Red Sox and maybe opt out next year when I get a chance. So... I had to get on the mic right here on Lockdown White Sox. I'm already seeing some bad things to this free agency for the White Sox. The trade of Wellington Castillo to give away him where all they had to do is buy him out for $500,000 is troubling. It's very on brand for what this team and what this front office has been about which is not spending a lot of money. And $500,000 is a drop in the bucket. They traded away Wellington Castillo along with international signing money. It's just the cheapest of the cheap. And, of course, subsequently, the Texas Rangers bought out Wellington Castillo, and now he is a free agent also. So that is troubling that they're trying to save pennies, pennies on the dollar, instead of just releasing Wellington Castillo themselves. For, and they got a player back that's a single A. He's like 26 already. He's not going to do anything. It's just so, oh my God, here we go again. And then the news today that J.D. Martinez, one of the big free agent targets for a White Sox club. If you listen to the second episode, I told you that I wanted the White Sox to target J.D. Martinez specifically because of what he brings to the table at the DH position. And he's clearly the best DH option and he decided to not opt out of his contract with the Boston Red Sox. He has three years remaining, I think about $62 million. He can opt out next year after 2020. They got some things that they got to figure out, especially Mookie Betts, if they want to move on from him. I don't know why you would want to move on from a homegrown perennial MVP star like Mookie Betts, but that's none of my business. Let's get back to the White Sox. You need a designated hitter. We can't keep on going with negative play from a designated hitter spot like the White Sox have been doing lately. There were negative, I think, four runs or uh, Fangraph wins above replacement. I came up with a solution. One guy that I think you can put in there, 150, 145 games, and you'll be solid. A little long in the tooth. I think he'll be 36 or 37 next year. But his name is Edwin Encarnacion. Perfect for the White Sox. Latino guy who fits in with the Latino flavor they already have on the team. A veteran that can just plug and play. He doesn't need any special instructions. He doesn't need a glove ever, 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 never. I understand that we already have people who will profile to be a designated hitter. Eloy Jimenez is one of them. But since they're not moving him to DH, you got to get a guy who is proficient and knows how to hit out of the DH spot because it is a skill. It is a skill to not be able to go out in the field and just take your four at-bats and know that you're satisfied with your four at-bats. 
and know what you can do with those four bats. He's still hitting. He's still a 800 OPS guy. Last year, I think combined with Seattle and New York, he was a 128 OPS plus. He can still do the one thing that he was brought on the teams to do is hit that ball. Put him five, six, seven in your lineup. You're solid for the next year. This is not a long-term answer. Like I said, Eloy Jimenez profiles to me to a DH spot. But Edwin Encarnacion would be a tremendous pickup. Much better than people are suggesting going to get Eric Thames. Played first base for the Milwaukee Brewers the last couple years. Even with the extra benefit of playing first base, he wasn't as good as a war player as Edwin Encarnacion. And he's a little long in the tooth. And the only reason people are saying that they would rather have Thames than having Edwin Encarnacion is because Thames hits from the left side of of the plate. I don't care about handedness. I know that they do. So if you're going to go and get a guy that maybe can play some infield and spell on DH, I would go and get Mike Moustakis if you're going to do that. If you're going to go up to the Milwaukee place, I'll go and get Mike Moustakis and do that. Yeah, I'll downshift to a Mike Moustakis if I can't get Edwin Arcanacion. And like I said on Twitter to many people, it's not an either-or thing. It's not we get Edwin Arcanacion or we get Mike Moustakis. We get Edwin Encarnacion, or we get Eric Thames. They have enough money. I don't know if you guys understand this. The White Sox have enough money to pay them all and go out and get another starting pitcher, too. They're going to bring back Jose Abreu, and that's another thing today that kind of made me mad. Maybe I don't understand the qualifying offer thing, but my understanding of it is the White Sox offer this to a player who's going to be a free agent so that if he was to go somewhere else, they would get compensation for him. Jose Abreu's already told you he's coming back, and maybe you don't believe him, but that's a different story if you don't. I think he's coming back no matter what. So why would you give him over his market value at $17 million plus so he can just take that one-year offer and you're overpaying for a guy that no one wanted at that price? Why don't you not give him a qualifying offer and then try to sign him as a free agent? As his words said, even if they don't try to sign me, I'm signing back with this team. Two years, $10 million each year would have been a perfect deal with that second year being an option year on the team's part. But, you know, congratulations to Jose Abreu. If I was his agency, I would definitely be telling the White Sox, we are accepting that deal immediately. Thank you very much. We appreciate your patronage, and my wallets are fat now again. I just don't understand some of the things that are going on here. Jake Odorizzi got a qualifying offer from Minnesota, so one of your targets for starting pitching help is effectively gone. He's either going to sign that qualifying offer, or the White Sox are going to be scared off by the compensation they got to give to Jake Odorizzi, probably a second-round pick or something after the second round for the White Sox, and they, and like other other teams, are scared off by that offer, especially for a pitcher that's not a top-market guy. He's probably a second or third pitcher in this market, especially with Cole, Strasburg, Keuchel, Hinjuru, Wheeler, those type of guys out there. After the break, I will tell you my thoughts on what's coming up on Locked on White Sox, what's coming up on this offseason, what I really think the White Sox are going to do with the offseason. I've given you already what I want them to do. 
I will break down to what they are going to do. That's next. Locked on White Sox with your host, Herb Lawrence. Hey, guys. This is Herb Lawrence from the Locked on White Sox podcast. I appreciate you listening. And if you listened to the first episode, you know that I talked about BlueChew.com. Yeah, BlueChew.com. Go to their website, blue like the color chew.com. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable that's and has the FDA-improved active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. I'm going to give you a deal. We got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment absolutely free. Use the special promo code MLB. Just $5 shipping is all you got to pay. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Use the promo code MLB and get free Blue Chew. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On White Sox podcast. that south side by common produced by kanye west it's a real nice beat mm-hmm. locked on white Sox, right here herb lawrence with you thank you for joining me want to tell you what exciting news we have here for the locked on white Sox podcast i've been doing these shows this is the third one by myself the first three but that was not the original plan. The original plan was to have a co-host with myself. This person could not join me at the time. I left the door open, and this person has left the door open for themselves. And we got some good news. We will have a full-time Locked On White Sox podcast member here with me during the off season, during the new season. So I'm not sure exactly when the day is, but this person will join us probably around the new year, maybe before. Very exciting. Very, man, you guys are going to love this person. To hear this person do what he or she does is going to be outstanding. And it kind of balances me out. I'm a little yelly, a little shouty about the White Sox, a little angry about the White Sox. This person's more mellow, chilled out. So you get a nice blend. If you want your yelly part, I got you. If you got your... Your calm, relaxed, well-thought-out processes, this person has you. And we will have a great, great podcast network for you on the Lockdown White Sox Network. I told you before the break, I gave you the guys I wanted. Anthony Rendon, I want him on the White Sox. He's the biggest free agent out there. I know Garrett Cole's out there. Anthony Rendon's a bigger target and a bigger, better person because he plays every day. Then I told you, I want Dallas Keuchel. Garrett Cole's the bigger name guy. Dallas Keuchel's the better fit. What you're going to pay for him, the value will be there for Dallas Keuchel. My third guy, gone now. J.D. Martinez decided to stay with the Boston Red Sox, decided not to opt out of his contract. His prerogative. Sad that he did it. A lot of White Sox fans' hearts were broken. And my fourth guy was to trade for Starlin Marte of the Pittsburgh Pirates. We get some resolution there. That dust settles. They get a general manager in Pittsburgh. They wise up to knowing they got to rebuild. Got to get some young players. And we have youth. We have players that would fit perfectly in Pittsburgh. Now, here's the realistic people. Who's the, here's the guys that I think the White Sox are going to come away with when this offseason's over. First guy is undoubtedly. They're going to get Howie Kendrick on this team. How I feel about that is conflicted. He's been hitting well as an older hitter, but he is an older hitter. It's good to have one of those guys on your team. 
And maybe if he's the only older guy that they get, one year, two year deal, not that much money, can play in the outfield, can play some infield, can DH, fine. It's not that bad of a move. As long as he's not your marquee free agent pickup. Had a great postseason. Don't get fooled. Second guy I believe the White Sox are going to try to get, or the realistic guy that they're going to get, is Zach Wheeler, former New York Met now because he's a free agent. Young enough, I think he is 29 years old. It fits into the profile of the White Sox. They'll strike out or not even go after Cole. Strasburg, hilarious. And my guy, Dallas Keuchel, I don't even think they'll give a second look because he is a Scott Boris client also. And they don't have a great relationship, even though Rick can deal with Scott Boris. Jerry and Kenny do not like the man. So they'll just skip over him. Zach Wheeler, not that problem. He is not a Scott Boris client, I don't believe. Young enough where I think guys can think they can hone his skills, thinking that the Mets didn't do enough with him. Donnie Cooper will say, okay, yeah, we, we see what you got, and we can... Make you a little better. Yes, he is not a Scott Boris client. I was just looking that up. Third guy that I think the White Sox will realistically come away with this offseason. They've been so focused on getting both a corner outfielder, preferably right fielder, and a left-handed bat, and get Cole Calhoun. Yeah, Cole Calhoun. Fine. He's a left-handed bat, but he's no great shakes. I think as a career... OPS plus of 108. He's got glove. He's extra gritty. I mean that in a good way. Dies for balls. Fans would love him. They're going to eat up what he does. Works hard. Not an exceptional player. He's an f- alright player. So, those are the guys I think the White Sox are going to come away with. No big strong guys. No guys that you're going to be knocked off your socks. No Yasmani Grandal like everybody wants. No uh, Rendon like I want. No trade for Starling Marte. Just a eh, off season. The money won't be spent, and we'll all be sad. 